Good afternoon, South Shore Insurance. This is Michelle. Hi, can I speak to Michelle? This is Michelle, Michelle? This, this is Michelle, yep. Michelle, this is Joey Jingola. Hey, Joey, how are you? Good, how are you doing? Pretty good for a Monday. This is insurance in your own words from the people who are living and breathing it every day and are struggling to figure out where this industry is going and what they need to do to stay ahead. Hosted by me, Joey Jingola. Let's get into it. question. I mean, we've done a lot of different things since January of this year. Um, a revamp of our website, and we've started on a drip marketing campaign or a, a campaign really to kind of change the experience that our customer has when they come here. So we've started with active campaign, and we've been really busy the first half of the year trying to get that stuff kind of up and running, which is something that had you asked me this time last year, I would have said, oh, well, we really need to do a better job communicating with our clients because it's sort of buy a policy, and as long as you pay your bill and you don't have any problems, we're probably good till renewal. It being so small, it wasn't one of those things that, that we set up. It's going to get a little sloppy today as what Michelle just said there is going to have very little to do with what she's going to continue to say on the show. And that was Michelle Mosier of South Shore Insurance down in sunny Florida. And she's talking about uh, the few initiatives that they took under their belt for the start of 2016 and how they're on the other side of that now. And they're gearing up to kind of tackle another big thing. And... The only connection they have is, again, Michelle connected the two based on this is the logical progression that they've made in, in her agency of what she's focused on. But um, the one thing that I just, I, she said it, and I can't stop thinking it, and, and I think this is something that we all kind of get caught up in, is we want to change the, the experience that the, the customer or the clients have with us. And... And we're coming into this email tools, automation tools are becoming easily accessible where it's catching up to everybody to where we feel that this might be a thing. But I keep asking myself this question. Is that really changing their experience? Or is it something that we're just doing to make our jobs easier? I think it's a little bit of both. I'm playing devil's advocate here. But the reason that I ask this question is, is that companies have been doing this for a long time it might be new to us but it's not new to the the customer they've been through this this isn't their first rodeo they've been to the dance and it's not something that they're impressed by anymore in fact i might even say it might just be something that they have to now delete and and kind of work their way through i do think it's important to you know have information where they need it when they need it I think email triggers and automation is a way to do that. But for us to put it on our back and say, this is going to dramatically alter the way that we communicate with our clients and, and do it in a way that is just completely changing the game. I think that's, that was true three, four, five years ago. I think now, again, especially I might be a little ahead of myself here. I think that now the big thing is, is it's going to be some type of, actual technology that allows our customers to have an experience through a platform or to communicate in a way that is 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 new to them to buy insurance in a completely different way the insured tech movement right and this is something that is relatively new within the last six to 12 months to where 
you know, Silicon Valley has taken interest in our fine little industry. And, and I think that, you know, maybe, maybe I'm just, I'm just sitting in a, a, a place a little bit ahead, or maybe I'm just, uh, maybe again, having conversations with the, some of these companies and, and the people surrounding them has uh, maybe put me in a place that is a little bit, you know, maybe out of touch might be the wrong word, but maybe I'm just getting ahead of myself. Maybe I will, I will give you that. But it's things like these that are important and the things that we want to focus on. But the things that we don't want to focus on are ones that could actually end up costing us, maybe not necessarily us, but costing somebody a lot more money than necessary. Now I feel like we're in a good position there and I'm working on something relatively important but not so much to the business from from a business standpoint but I'm really working on that. My husband's an engineer. He doesn't do insurance. He doesn't have any desire to do insurance but God forbid something were to happen to me tomorrow. There's nothing anywhere that says okay so here's what you do. Like he knows call and make sure Kristen's coming to work. Call Michelle and tell her what do I do now and other than that he doesn't know. <laughs> so I'm in the process of kind of putting this together of a, I call it a business will or a business perpetuation plan or something of I am my business. And if I'm not here anymore, here's what you need to do in order to dot I's and cross T's and do the next thing. And that's probably the biggest next thing on my radar. My goal is to have that done before I could get to Chicago so you oh, can check on me and see. <laughs> I did forget to ask Michelle when I saw her at Grow Labs in Chicago back in September how she was doing on this. So I don't, I don't know if this, if that was done by uh, September at Grow Labs. That's obviously we talked before then, and I, I don't know if it's done now. Um, this is a great follow up on the show, just fantastic on my part, just bringing you really the good stuff, only the good stuff here. Um, anyways, uh, at any rate, this is something that I never really thought of, and. And being somebody in Michelle's position, it's just, again, it, it literally is just her and her agency, and she has a part-time staffer, which I believe the person that she was even referencing in this call is no longer there, and I think she's either replaced that person in the process of replacing that person. And it's the question of what do you do if you're not there anymore? So life insurance for your business, um, again, now if you've got somebody, you know, like a spouse, a family that you know would be interested in as she mentions that asset this is again this is the least sexiest thing that you could possibly do it is awful right i mean this is this is sweatpants on the couch with your glasses on wrist deep in a bag of cool ranch doritos i mean this is how unappealing this topic is it is just something that we don't want to think about we don't want to do these sorts of things and part of me says, yeah, you know what? You're dead. What's it matter? I mean, yeah, your clients are going to have a little bit of annoying process finding a new agent possibly. And yeah, maybe you squandered, you know, some money. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess my point is, is what, what's the book worth? You know, are you going to find somebody to buy it? And, and, you know, knowing that you're in a position that you kind of need to sell, how much leverage are you going to have? I mean, cause they're going to hold it over to you, over for you. And you're not even going to be there to help transition. And that's where a lot of these, you know, these, these, these book, you know, purchases are, are successful where, you know, you're going to stay on for a couple years to make everything go smooth. I just, I just want to know, I'm just curious. I don't know. I never even come close to thinking about this. You know, again, I work with my dad and my two uncles and yes, yeah, sometimes we maybe make it a point not to travel all in the same kind of car, Air Force One style to where, you know, obviously we don't want the entire leadership taken down because who's going to take over if that happens. 
a little strange. It might have happened once or twice that we might have made mention of that because we were all in the same place at the same time. Or, you know, if somebody were to, you know, if we were to get caught in like a house fire or something. Yeah. Anyways, the point is, is that, again, if you're really, truly flying solo like Michelle is, is it worth the trouble? So is the only licensed producer, I mean, my, my part-timer is licensed, but she's personal lines licensed. So, you know, if something happens to me, we can't sell another commercial policy. And that's, you know, kind of number one, because nobody does it besides me. But just the whole transition of what does he do with this asset that we're building? How does he get into the, fi- we use QQ Solutions and QQ Catalyst as our management system. He wouldn't know how to log in. I'm not sure he knows how to log into my email to figure out are there commercial invoices that need to be paid or or policies renewing that people need to be contacted. Like if, if we're not here tomorrow, what happens to all my clients? I'm going to give you the Joey Jingola from high school who didn't do his algebra homework kind of answer. That's probably not right, but it's going to be entertaining. And I mean, what's going to happen to your clients? I mean, they'll figure it out, right? It sounds like I'm, I'm poo-pooing on this. I'm not. Um, let's put it this way. They'll find out that you died. They'll have their policy for the end of the year and they'll go somewhere else. Probably find a new agent. Um, I don't know. I just, I'm curious. I want to know anybody listening out there, if I'm underestimating this, what is the market for a single producer? agency that has passed away unexpectedly and there's a there's a book of business sitting out there and somebody buys it and and how much are you are you giving up on yourself because i've just never put a lot of stock in that i've just never had faith in other people's relationships um just not just not a fan now we talked about this at grow labs actually about you know the cost effectiveness of buying books and and the cost of acquiring customers and and what is the most effective thing I don't know that I, um, you know, really have a good answer. I think Michelle is is definitely in her position, you know, probably doing herself a service. However, I'm just I'm just I'm going to think out loud here, and I don't know that I like myself for saying this. I'm pretty sure I'm going to go find a bar of soap and wash my tongue out after saying this, but you know, it, she might be better served to perpetuate that business to somebody meaning get somebody in place that takes ownership in the business. And then, you know, if she's not there, then maybe her percentage is then, you know, then transferred to, you know, the next beneficiary, let's call it her husband. And, and then that person that has bought into the business is then, you know, invested and then paying, you know, rent, whatever, you know, stock, you know, whatever that, 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 that person is still profiting from the active work and it's something that will continue to live on and they will continue to profit from moving forward as opposed to you know just saying well how do we how do we keep this ship afloat until we can you know get it somewhere else to a different port god metaphors but i'm just curious these are just just thoughts right just complete and total thoughts of, of is it better to kind of make sure that you've got a foolproof Hey, if somebody that has no idea how to do insurance, they can step in and, and, and at least bring this thing in for a crash landing thing. How much is that worth versus just saying, well, I'm going to make sure that I get somebody in here that, you know, and that's, that person's hard to find. So that's not easy too. But again, I think the, the trade-off there is a little bit better because you're going to have somebody that can, again, perpetuate that business for a much 
longer period of time than just your spouse, significant other, whoever keeping it afloat until they can, you know, dismantle it properly. Probably so. Yeah. And it would probably likely be offered to my, you know, my core group of people first, but so that he's not running with his pants on fire trying to figure out what do I do? What do I do? I know where the bank is, (laughs) but other than that, he doesn't have a clue. All right, you got me there, Michelle. I completely forgot that, yes, uh, in previous episodes, you might, you guys might have remembered we talked to Michelle about her strong referral partner network, and you know she's a little deliberate and specific on what she does, and, and if it's not fitting that bill, fitting that mold, then she's going to pass it off to some other people. Now, she does have some partners, and she's saying, maybe I, maybe I send it to them first. Maybe they're going to have first crack at it. And, and yes, maybe that's where you can actually get the most value out of it if you've got existing relationships, if if maybe there's actually some agreement in place and, 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 and I'll take my foot or I'll, I guess I'll shove my foot in my mouth now, Michelle, or however you want to put it or take it out of my mouth or however you want to think about it. Um, but you, you are right. Um, maybe, maybe prearranging some type of, you know, saying, you know, putting a list together, saying, Hey, would you like to be on this list of people that have a shot at my book of business? If, you know, if I'm not here anymore and, um, Maybe that's a way to get get a little extra value out of it because you're dealing with somebody you know and, and it's and it's a hey I know that this is a possibility again a very unlikely possibility but it's still a possibility that I'm kind of already in some weird way mentally committing myself to kind of like when your friends ask to be legal guardians of your kids if you're not around sort of thing uh, again you know it's unlikely to happen but guess what you're on the hook if it does and. Um, it's just a very, very different thing, right? I mean, I've never, I never thought about it until Michelle brought it up, and I don't think we talk about this type of stuff enough. Again, it's we want to spend our time talking about the stuff where the show started. Oh, I've got this awesome, fancy email drip campaign that you just can't believe, and you'll be so impressed when you read it. And that is something that, yes, it does dominate our attention, but these things need to be thought about too, regardless of if you decide to do something like what Michelle is doing, or if you do something different, you know, like again, maybe hiring somebody into the business to, you know, make sure that it continues on. Whatever it is, at least spend some time thinking about if you are not here anymore to handle your business and there's no one else that can, do you just want it to go away quietly or do you want it to live on for as long as it possibly can? I'm going to be honest, I've been feeling a little bit too much pressure lately to say something worthwhile in this little end segment, like a post-credits clip and a superhero movie. You build it up, you just possibly can't live up to the expectation. So today, I'm officially saying I'm not living up to that expectation, as I'm just going to ramble about nothing for a few more seconds so we can spend this extra little time together. And you can finish your drive home, drive to work. Maybe you're finishing up that run or that workout. You got one more set to get in. Whatever it is that you're doing right now, take the time, enjoy it, take a deep breath, appreciate the moment that you're living in, and say, ah, that was a glorious 15 minutes that I just spent with Joey. I'm not quite sure what I'm going to do after I'm done now. I'm sure I'll get through it as I have before, but it's this moment of the show every day that I think, I'm going to have a mini panic attack because the show's over and there's not going to be another one for another two days. It's okay. We've all been there. 
You're probably a better person for doing that. And I appreciate you for that. And now this awkward, very strange, and outro segment that has possibly not lived up to any expectation you've ever had for anything in the world is over. I'll see you guys on Thursday.